ED214 Gaming Podcast is for mature audiences only. Any videos, music, or entertainment not originating from DD214 Gaming is used and covered under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, also known as Fair Use. Opinions expressed are our own and do not represent any DOD or U.S. government entities as a whole. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You are no longer alone now, because we have you. What's up, you fellow mother lovers? How are you guys doing today? Happy Happy Mother's mm-hmm. Day to to all the mothers out there. We're feeling yeah. good, as you know. DD two fourteen, our mother lovers out here. We've been promoting this since two thousand and twenty or twenty one or whenever. Pretty much. I mean, I started. I don't know about you guys. I personally, I've been a mother lover since about nineteen eighty one. Okay, so that's just that's just me though. Okay, that's just me. Oh, I was just no. saying group group <laughs> effort wise. Group, oh, group. group. I mean, for crying out loud, like from day one, <laughs> let's just say day one, right? Day flipping one. Oh, How man. are you guys doing, dude? I'm kind uh, of. I'm still waking up. Are you? Mm-hmm. It, we are. We we are going a little bit early. We definitely yeah. not. We didn't really. We didn't really tell anybody today, but we kind of agreed on it together as a as a collective last night. And we were like, you it know was, what? It was. It was. Kind kind of a, of a long week. It was a it was a very active week. I heard, I, you know, obviously we're, you know, we're friends, we're friends, obviously outside the show too. So I, I, I keep up with it on, on, uh, what's going on and stuff. But, uh, I, I saw you kind of had a busy week and like, did you, did you enjoy yourself? Like, why don't you, why don't, why don't you start it off, uh, John? Cause you, you did have a week. I mean, shit, if you yeah. want, I'll, sh- I'll Absolutely. show Absolutely. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Let, let me pull up these. Cause I actually have a couple photos to show off. Okay. That I could throw in here. Um, a lot of photos, actually. I so last week we were talking about 
I remember I was talking about, oh, yeah, I had a little anxiety. I didn't know if I was going to go to go see The Devil Wears Prada. Hmm. And lo and behold, my wife and I went to go see The Devil Wears Prada at Starland Ballroom last um, last Sunday. Um, it, was, right. it, it, was, it, right. it was either going to be, be between Bad Omens or it, it was going to be between Bad Omens or even... Um, and you were... because. Yeah, because you you were debating on uh, whether or not to even maybe maybe try both, you know, like see yeah. one and then and then leave and then race yeah. across town to see the other kind of thing. Yeah, so I got some stuff <laughs> here. Um, let's see. I actually got uh, I got some really good shots here, to be honest with you. Uh, so we were. So I'm. It's actually funny. We went there for to see a specific band. I'm sorry. I didn't. Sorry. Sorry that we didn't go over there to go see. Uh, uh august burns red and and i missed the one band too that i really wanted to see but we were baby stage left stage left at devil wars prado over at the starland ballroom and you know you could see like how damn close we were so damn close that the guitar operator was right in front of me tuning all the guitars oh yeah the the lead singer (laughs) threw a guitar pick that never even made it (laughs) It never, it never even made it into the crowd. It went into the, yo, what up, Gonzo? The, the, the guitar pick, it like, didn't even make it five feet over. But you, you could, you could tell. I got some really good shots here. Absolutely. Uh, see, I, I, I enjoy uh, sometimes uh, hearing about some of this because I, I missed, I missed uh, Devil Wears Prada kind of like during that er- that era when they when they were first on the scene and kind of like be- when they really got big, especially like everybody else was into them and I was kind of like, yeah, they're cool, you know. Like I just, I just, I missed them basically, and so I, I love, I, I, love seeing, I love seeing the guys, the people that are passionate about it because I know they're a good band. I know for a well, fucking fact they're. A good I band. just started but, listening to them about a year and a half ago. Believe there, it. Or there not. you go. There, yeah, I, just, I, I missed that whole era. I was I, and it's not, and it's not like, oh yeah, you know, he he was too stubborn to listen to Devil Wears right. Prada. It just, I was they just, just, I was just, busy in life. Like I, yeah, I, they, I missed a lot of shit. I was, and also I was a little, I was still a little close-minded with music. I didn't really start opening up myself with music until a couple of years ago, like maybe five years ago. I was, now. Yeah, I, I very similar. Uh, I want to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Like the year my best friend passed away was 2003. So pretty much everything from 2003 until I got out of basic training, uh, which was like April of 2010. I missed like that whole fucking era. Yeah. If it was, if it was TV, if it was fucking music. If it was a movie, you know what I mean. Like I yeah. missed, I missed like almost all of it. Yeah. I was just so busy in when, life, and like so when I got out, when I got out of the army, I was still listening to Mudvayne, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever see, did you ever see that? Like where they made fun of him, and like it's that, it's like I, I don't even know the name of the Mudvayne song, but like. He started yeah. off like it's like it started like boom, 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 and then it's like oh, yeah. eh, eh, and instead yeah. of like a growl, it's like it's yeah, like, that's dig, and it's actually like I, at the, I was still listening to like bands like that. I didn't have I didn't have a knowledge of like anybody else. So like I just last year I was like, oh yeah, Devore's Prada sounds really fucking good. I told my wife I'm going to see them when they when once this fucking pandemic is is over, we're gonna go see them. And yeah. lo and behold, mm-hmm. they came. We went to go see them, left as soon as their set ended, and got home by 9.30. Just enough time to play some video games yeah. and yeah. sleep with my wife. 
Absolutely. All right, calm, know, calm, down, so. calm down there, Brock Lesnar. All right, like <laughs> as she walks up behind him and smacks him in the back of the fucking head. That's like <laughs> maybe maybe tonight I'll go home and get on top of my wife. You know, like all right, calm, calm down, calm down. Yeah. Like, so good. you know, Devil oh, Wears Prada. That was that was so that was so exciting to go see Devil Wears Prada. They played they played the hits. Didn't even have Tamash. Didn't even have Tamash. And I and I and I, I was still tired the next day. I've noticed there's been a distinct uh, like decline in moshing. Like a lot of the concerts that I've done security at, like the, the people will mosh, but it like it's not like it, it's not. It's very tame. The nineties, the nineties got scary sometimes, bro. Like it was like yeah. you, you Yo, can, you can was, swallow it up, dude. The, like you're done. You know what I mean? There was like, a guy at the last song of Devil Wears Prada. They were playing um, "Sacrifice," right? Which is such a good song. I play it constantly on my clean sanchez radio on exclusively on amp radio and they the this one guy he must have been what like 12 feet tall this fucking this fucking tree just he just started parting the seas with his arms it was like get me in the pit for this song i need to get through and this guy just like just pushed everyone out. It was it was great, but that you know, Devil Wears Prada was great. So um, I had gotten a message from a friend of mine, an old, an old school friend of mine from back in the day, and he's in a band called Parallels. Okay, I like uh, the name. New, Jer- New, New Jersey local band, and the guitar player uh, Alex was actually he was the oh you just went black and white. He went all noir on us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, what 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 are we in Sin fucking city now? Like, what are we doing here? Calm you down. want me to do it too? I, I could ma- I could match the vibe, Squilini. Calm down, calm down, Marv. Like, <laughs> uh, so you know, so my first band was with this gentleman named Alex uh, Alex Parades. We call him Lunchbox, and I actually got I'm, I I got so. What's actually really cool is that I made you know me. I always got to get a little creative sometimes, and. We have this right here. So this is the band called Parallels. Fantastic band, fantastic singer with a great band. I t- this is actually my footage here, and I made them a little doohickey here. What do you think? Okay. What do you think, Jay, of this little commercial? I like the uh, I, I like I like the retro. I like the retro kind of like seventies, uh, eighties style, kind of like v- VHS fucking yeah. you know, vibe vibe to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- this is the guitar. These are these are like my best photos i took from that show that's a good picture i like that picture right there let's show them off there you go squillini joined yep Uh, oh he's back oh and he's black and white again (laughs) poor squillini dude (laughs) this it's it's happened again ryan fuck sack (laughs) this this it works perfectly fine all the time it does here for some fucking reason i watch i watch his streams they it works and then he comes on here and everything goes apeshit. And it starts fucking with him. Uh, but yeah, you know, so I got to see the homies parallels. I have to say, they only have one song out right now. Um, you know, and the first thing you think is, you know, you know, one song, what do they have to offer? But guys, this band has so much to offer, okay? And I'm not say I'm not trying to be biased. I'm not trying to be fucking weird or anything like that. But guys, come on. They are the new rock band. And they're called they're, Parallels? They're called Parallels from New Jersey. So make sure you guys check them out. It was a fantastic show. I awesome. listen. 
what's that thing what's that what's the spinal tap thing you say jay what turn it up to 11 yep they t- they turned it up to 11 they okay. yeah. i had i had it look local local bands are 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 the bread and butter of this country you know just like the railroad the railroads were back in the 1800s these local bands are the future and some of these bands you're going to be listening to they're going to be in your radio station so it's it's good to give them a chance and guys give parallels a chance on top of that i really want squalene to hear so uh, he can hear me talk about this this poor guy yeah it seems, I, I i feel i feel i feel bad but it, it is that's that, that's the uh that's the danger of going live isn't it john that's like we we've we, we've been we've been uh skating skating on thin ice freaking our entire existence on this podcast because we we go live every fucking week like that's pretty yeah. much like that like you just you kind of hold your life in your hands on a podcast when you just when you make it live yeah, and so. i mean and like i said like i actually i've been working on some updates you okay. know like i told you oh yeah, yeah 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 i mean i did send you that table what did you think of the table which uh, which table were you which, the, the image of the table Oh, you're asking me to remember stuff. You're asking me to remember stuff. Which take? Hold on. Is it in the group chat? Uh, I could just pull it up right here if you want. Do it, please. I apologize for my we freaking. Get, no, we can get a live reaction. Memory. We can get a live oh, reaction. Is, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is what happens when there's uh, 40 years of wear and tear on your brain and body. Okay, like, and John probably t- talked to me about this like yesterday, probably, and I'm like, what do you mean, bro? Where was I? Because <laughs> my brain was clearly never Neverland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So initial initial thoughts doesn't doesn't look bad. Um, I am I am gonna say, was this image produced by AI? Yes, it was. I okay. That part was a little. That one it it does that does stick out a little bit. Yeah, it does. That one, and that's why this isn't the the final. But sure, sure. If it was, I mean, I think. The the one the, believe it or not the challenge for me was actually getting the fucking chairs in there. <laughs> you know what I you know what I would you know what I would almost like to see is if if you had that backdrop you know up there, and like if one 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 third was like the skyline of Kansas City, one third was like the sky the skyline of like New York North at Carol- or at North Carolina. And yeah, just like Charlotte, and then like and then New York is seen from fucking New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see. Actually, I'm gonna mess around with this right now, would, real quick, because that would know, be that I would. I think that would work. And then you could have us sitting kind of like in front of our respective uh, sections there. That that might be an idea. Yeah, Amy joined. Hey, can you? But can we hear you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys can hear me. It looks oh, like yeah. it's, it's like it's like fritzing. I can, I'm like seeing it, and so like it's like it's wanting to go back to color, but like, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm I I I laugh. No, this is this is a hundred percent. This is a hundred percent fucking melon at this point. What's what's yeah? Hey, Squilly, what's the big town in your city in your state? Charlotte. Right? Uh, sh- Raleigh, Raleigh or Raleigh. Charlotte. Charlotte would have more of a skyline than Raleigh, though. Correct. Is that correct? Squilene, hello. Uh, both have a fairly decent skyline. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I've never been to Raleigh. I've I've driven through Charlotte. I've never uh, didn't stop there, but I've driven through there. Actually, dude, your dude, your thing looks kind of cool, dude. I'm not gonna lie, it looks kind of weird but cool. Uh, it's kind of pissing me off. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. When when the tech guy is having tech issues, you know, you know shit's about to go down 
I kind of want to match the vibe real quick. Hang on. <laughs> well, the blinking's what's pissing me off. Yeah, I could see. I could see the blinking is uh fucking with you a little bit. So give me a second. I'm just gonna no go grab okay. my spare you know fucking camera. I was gonna say, you know what, hey, John? T- why don't you uh, continue continue going through uh, some of the? So you went, you, you saw the bands, you got to take pictures. What else are you doing got this week? Old, we got to uh, speak to old friends. We got to. I'm not so. Uh, did I did I play something new this week? I felt like I played something new. I don't remember. Oh, I did play something new this week. What'd you play? I pulled out the wheel and I played some grid. What's that? Gay related immune disorder, which later became known as AIDS. No, that's did, did, actually. Did, did you know that was the original term for AIDS? That, yeah, that's actually funny that that you said that. Uh, it's like all I ever think about when I think of the, the acronym because so I watch. Grid- yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, you're good. So I got stupid Jeopardy knowledge in my brain for no reason, dude. Yeah, so Grid is a racing game, and I pulled, I pulled out the, I pulled out the racing wheel for it because I just felt like it was appropriate, and I want to play, I I just want to race, I just want to race, and I found that race, that racing in Grid. Okay, absolutely fantastic. I, I'm in the top three in most of my races going on. Okay. Uh, is this player versus player player versus player okay cool cool yeah uh, also cross play too uh what's actually very interesting about it too is that how some people there he is live in technicolor (laughs) Joe squalini let me guess you put on a different camera didn't you yep yeah, uh, but but it's actually funny because the people in that race in that game are super aggressive, and I had this guy who was every time someone got like a windows link to him, he would ram into us and fuck up the race. So right. there was three of us. My I started off, I started running into him first, and then another one followed suit, and we just we just like, followed suit. But grid uh, batted him around a little bit, you know. Like, so, so for some experience and to wait for Forza Eight to come out, uh, grid, I'm going to give it like a seven and a half. Okay. Hey, had you had you played this before? Is this no, a replay? No, I've never. Okay. Played. So seven. So not. So not. 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 Not a bad game. Uh, not a bad game. Replayability. Just didn't, just blow, your, just didn't blow your socks off. Yeah. Right? What, what the reason why I didn't blow my socks off is car selections. You know, you got games okay. like Forza and F1 where you have a wide variety of these cars that you can get and use. What and, about, just, and what did you have in this one? Volkswagen B, you know, the, your typical basic race cars, you know? So typical, typical, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So now. I can't wait to talk to you about 1883. Oh, here we... Oh, shit. I just finished my coffee. Can I go get some coffee real quick? Yes. Let me go get some coffee, because I really want to fucking hear this, dude. Like, I will be right yeah. back. You, why don't you... Give give Joe... A, 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 since he's the last one now that hasn't seen it, will you give Joe a brief introduction? I will... I'm going to turn my camera off. I will be right back. sure about back. that? You know, Jay, Jay forgets to hit the hide on stream button every time uh so you know yeah. i've been you know we just started we just we my wife and i we just started yellowstone uh with kevin cosner and you know <laughs> <clears throat> you know with kevin cosner and there seemed to have there there was this like there was something missing 
there was something missing that yeah. felt like you know maybe maybe i wasn't i you know we weren't really into the yellowstone as much great show sucks you in right away but it felt like you know maybe there's something more to this that we have to understand so why not go back in time and 1883 i'm gonna say and this is gonna probably be one of my last sentences of this review but it is the probably the most accurate depiction of american expansion in the west after the civil war it's got Mm -hmm. a hell of a cast uh the cast uh starting off with uh isabel may tim mcgraw faith hill sam elliott don olivieri eric nelson mark sensmeyer billy bob thornton rita wilson la monica garrett and and so many more mark Risman. uh it's got it's got a great cast and we're dealing and we're dealing with uh g- good evening ben uh we're dealing so it, it starts off as your typical western guns blazing excitement and stuff like that but halfway through the episode you realize this isn't going to be your clint eastwood fistful of nickels type of movie all right so not even close not yeah. even fucking close you so we're dealing with a new group of people trying to start the new world and something and i actually was saying to my wife last night that a big thing that i've noticed is that the only americans that are really out in the west are the militaries uh, yeah, up to that, yeah. This even, and you're, you're talking like <laughs> part, one like of the right things after the war. I love, I, I, I love, I love, I love history. Um, I do love, obviously, growing up American. Like, obviously, I have a thing for American history as well. Um, this is a major part of American history. It, it, very much so. It, it be, it, it is why we are the way we are today. I mean, we're talking like mm-hmm. the westward expansion, and we talked about this last week. We're, we're, we're talking like literally like we're smack kind of like t- we're, we're kind of towards the end of it. 1883 is still like it's still kind of like the the westward expansion is still happening, but that's even kind of late in the game as far as like and, and it's still yeah. abjectly fucking brutal. And we'll, yeah. get, we'll, get to, we'll get to that part in a minute. But that's like from like 1830 to 1890 maybe 1900 if you really want to stretch it but i'd say like 1830 to 1890 those 60 years we went so far and so hard and so fucking fast there really wasn't anything to like yeah stem the tide basically there and, was the, best, to stem the, and tide. the best way that i could explain this show is diving into the unknown because even oh, though yeah. you read the histories and you know what happens and things like that there is still so much in this show that explains that it. it's just like whoa like this you know and like i said it is an probably the most accurate depiction of what the western wild, expansion what the wild the wild yeah. west was actually fucking like how you know, wild it actually fucking so was. so we're dealing with with uh subjects of of a young girl who has a free mind an older gentleman trying to set his his place in the world and then another and another man who wants to go to the beach <laughs> and and that's the best way that i could put it yeah well uh yeah and that's but that's sam elliott a role his the, the 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 emotion that sam elliott shows in this in this fucking show i've never it is a, he's definitely Sam Elliott, just like he's always Sam Elliott in pretty much everything he plays. 
this one he's a lot more emotional he's a lot more driven but driven by driven by emotions that stem from severe fucking trauma severe fucking trauma and you know? and, a pa- and a passion and a passion to persevere too yes absolutely you know, like he, that, ooh, that yeah ooh, just yeah. oh fucking yeah. so, it, it hurts it like this mm-hmm. this show will fucking know, sting and you. i'm not it gonna lie sting. to you you don't even start crying until episode like maybe four or five. Oh, bro it starts getting real crazy so i mean we are literally we tried to stay up last night to finish to finish it because we're we're just a hairs away but i could tell i could tell you right fucking now and plus, I love the Christopher Nolan treatment. That, that I have, I just have to say that real quick. There's a, they have a Christopher Nolan type Easter egg way that they film this show, and and you know Taylor Sheridan, the the, the producer and the the creator of this series, it's led me to now want to watch Yellowstone more passionately now because now I know, wow, this is this is the beginning. This is the beginning of it all. This is the top of the food chain. And mm-hmm. again, a great cast. I can't wait to go into 1923, which we'll probably end up doing today once we finish 1883. But I I have to I have to I have to give it a 10 out of 10. God I have damn. to give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. It, it, that it, it, and, that, and you know that was kind of hard, you know, because it is it is graphic. Oh, very it much is, so. It is very graphic. It is very it is very sad. It is very depressing. It is fucking depressing, but it's real. And this makes yeah. me more excited to see what Kevin Cosner is going to do with her with his Horizon series uh that he's coming out with. So I've always I've always been fascinated by the 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 American West and then of course uh I had the opportunity in my life to, to grow up out there. So growing up out there, even I was surrounded by a lot of the, the places, uh, the themes, you know, of, of, you know, the Westward expansion. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot about a lot of the, the characters that, that, you know, occurred and lived in those times, you know what I mean? And kind of like made their way both, both, uh, both real uh, real and fictional. Well, not, not even that, just not just cowboys, you know, a lot of the natives too. Like we're talking like coaches, coaches, stronghold, you know, that's like 40 minutes away from where I grew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like some of the last bands of, uh, natives before, before they were fully subjected were in Arizona, you know what I mean? Some of the very last ones. And that's like, you know, and that's how I grew up surrounded by all that. You know what I mean? Go ahead, John. Now there's two things I do want to say, and they're both on different perspectives. One, I thought that there would be some stuff about Bass Reeves, especially knowing that there is a Bass Reeves show coming out in this universe. Interesting. Um, so I, I thought that there would be something with Bass Reeves and I have, you know, but, but that's just me. Now, I think the best thing about this show, um, something that my wife told me about is that Tim McGraw and Faith Hill have been married for a long fucking long, time. Long time. Yep. And they're they, like, yeah. and their chemistry, it, it's almost like, you know, it, it's almost like you you want to role play or play games with like your spouse and you want to be in that world but tim mcgraw and faith hill actually got to do it they actually got to be and and i and me with the unknown in in that world of music i couldn't be i actually couldn't appreciate more what they were doing in their roles uh because it's very it's very it's very real and you can see that the chemistry between them is very authentic and natural and it helps the world building around the whole show and it, it, it man god damn god damn who's next 
Who's mm-hmm. next? Oh, and well, if you want me to segue real quick, I'm just going to say real quick because I know you play the Squilini. I don't, I, I don't want to say anything about get the game, but I just want to say from watching my wife and the game looks great, Squilini. So go ahead and take it yeah, off. Well, I was going to say, why don't you go ahead, Squilini? I want to hear because I want to hear just like I wanted to hear about 1883. I've got to fucking hear about this goddamn Zelda game. Like, so Jay's day. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy listening to you guys almost as much as I at times enjoy talking mm-hmm. about the stuff that I'm passionate about. That's that's part of the uh, the the give and take of this show, basically. Yeah. It's like you you guys get me into the stuff that like I would have never heard of or thought of, and then like seeing you enjoy 1883, that's like because I I really enjoyed that because I'm already kind of like a, yeah. a a Western freak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anywho, uh, school anyway, please take it away. Do you want me to pull yeah. up footage, or I'm I'm actually pulling up my uh, my channel right now. Beautiful. What's, uh, what's this one called again? It's it's Zelda. What? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Thank you. So I'm just scrubbing through here. To a point, and we're gonna pause. <clears throat> so I'll scrub through this a little bit here and there while we're talking about it. But um, so what were your initial thoughts? Like turning it on, game starts. Well, initial. I'm I'm gonna build up to that. So, so this week, typical fucking week for me. Work. Um, took Friday off because I got a call from my local GameStop the week before saying, "Hey, we're doing a midnight launch for the new Zelda game. Since you pre-ordered it, you're more than welcome to come." They, you know, they closed at. Eight o'clock, their normal time reopened back up at 10 p.m. From 10 to 12, they, you know, had a little event for the for the launch of the game. Do you guys remember when like Zelda, Zelda trivia? Do you guys remember that shit like midnight launches and like that's so, I was just about to ask them too? Yeah. So I was I I had actually brought my camera to try to get some footage, and I I before I started recording or anything, I talked to the store manager. They Apparently, it's against GameStop policy, so I wasn't able to get footage of the midnight launch um, because I wanted to get some footage of it. Right. But, you know, their policy can't do that, so I just had to leave it as is, which that's fine. I'm not going to press my luck on anything like that. NBAs, things like that, yeah. Um, it was it was extremely nostalgic. So when I got there, I didn't show up till like eleven fifteen. Um, just because you know, dinner, spent some time with the misses, took a nap, then uh, swung by swung by the gas station, got me a got me a Red Bull because <laughs> I'm old and I don't stay up late like that anymore. Um, so I knew I was going to need caffeine. When I got there, there was maybe six other people in the store. I'm like, okay, so not a big crowd. Well, as the minutes rolled by, more and more people kept showing up. So the way they did this was if you pre-ordered the game, you go in, they say, hey, you know, have you pre-ordered this, that, and the other? They pull up your... GameStop account. They print off a receipt and stuck a yellow sticker on it. They divided the they divided it into three different groups. So group one, two, and three. So once the game launched, 
at, at the time that they could start passing out the games, they had everybody line up by group. Mm-hmm. Group one got their copies out. Group two got their copies out. Um, just to keep it more organized. Sure. A hell of a lot more organized than any of the Call of Duty launches I went to back in the fucking day. Oh, hell no. Um, that, yeah, like, that's like first come, first serve shit. You know what I mean? Like, like that happens at those two. Yeah. Because even if you pre-ordered the games back then, you showed up and you just got your copy when you got to the fucking register after midnight. And you just... But back then, you would have 70 people show up for a midnight launch and there would be a line around the fucking building. It wasn't uh, wasn't for a video game, but I remember going to the midnight release of Tool's album Lateralis in 2001. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like... You if you didn't if you didn't show up early enough, you ran the risk of like the store running out of copies. Yeah. So and you had listed yeah. that album for at least a week. So granted, well, and, that's and, 20 years ago, but still like sorry. Well, Joe. and that's the thing. Like, even for video games back then, it was at least a if you pre-ordered it until all the pre-orders picked up their copies, mm-hmm. no walk-ins could get a copy. Right. So, you know, that was the nice thing. Now, because the stores got more copies than they had pre-orders, pre-order, right? People were able to just come in, go ahead and purchase it before midnight, mm-hmm. and it still count as a pre-order. pre-order. Yep, <laughs> to get their yep. copy. I mean, it it um, makes perfect sense to me. That's I. I have no issues with that whatsoever. And first of course, the term. store, like at the front of the GameStop, they pulled all the Zelda merchandise up there, so they had, you know, T-shirts and fucking all little like decorations and knickknacks, metal tin signs, wooden signs that you could hang up and shit. Um, if you wanted to purchase shit like that, me, I just went to get my fucking copy of the game. That's all I was going there for. I just wanted my game, wanted to go home to play the motherfucker. Um, and you know, they did some trivia, several people brought their switches with, and they were all just plinking around on like Pokemon with each other and shit. Just, standing there talking in groups which is which is is fantastic because like the pokemon games on switch are so interactive and you got next to you you could trade and shit like that so it's great brandon clary good to see you buddy good to see you um but then they did some zelda trivia um part of the pre-order was this little wooden plaque if you pre-ordered it from oh from gamestop that's cool that's cool can you and show then, that one more time, Schoolini? It's part of the pre-order. It's kind of neat. Is that, yeah. uh, is that is that their language? Is that their uh um so that's like the main emblem from the game. You got can't it. really tell from looking because it's got Wait the words minute. in front of Wait it. Wait a minute. That was part of the pre-order, that that wood plaque. If you went if you went through GameStop. John's like, what the fuck did I miss? Son of a bitch. Damn it. No, because we actually pre-ordered from GameStop, but she ended up buying it digitally separately. So what does that mean? No fucking wood block for you? <laughs> so she so you pre-ordered the digital version. No. Oh, you never picked up the physical copy. She just ended up getting the digital version. We got to go there today. That'll be a great Mother's Day gift if that shit's still available. Anyway, but yeah. And then, you know, like a compression arm sleeve kind of thing that kind of is like the, this is like what, yeah. Yeah, 
that's what you that's what I would use it for. <laughs> um just stupid little fucking memorabilia type shit. Uh nostalgia for it was great. It was it was definitely it was it was a good thing. It was it was a fun time to go and have one of those happen in 2023. Um after COVID and all that shit because it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I mean, the last time I ever went to a midnight launch of a video game was Black Ops 2. Oh, God. That's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. And that's because now with video games, just everything's primarily digital. Like being a PC gamer for the most part, just all my shit's there. digital. I'm, I'm, so not, I'm still to this day so not a fucking fan of like digital video gaming. Like at all. Like like nothing well, about it. Not, nothing. My last my last one was uh, Modern Warfare Two. That was the for midnight launch. I mean, my the first one, yeah, because that's when I got the the night vision goggles. You talking about twenty uh, nineteen? Yeah. Uh, that yeah okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so as far as the game, so far, games, games been great. Uh, let me pull up. Yeah, and let me know before you end your Zelda review so I could show something that Jay would appreciate within the game. Joe is here. So this is just some... This was some of the gameplay from Friday when I streamed it. Of course, the logo's right in... Well, that doesn't matter. We don't need to see my face in the process here. Yeah, we do. Um, Which, by the way, Squilini, I'm not trying to ask a personal question. What happened to your frames and shit like that? Because I watched you the other day. So... You know I got to bring for, it up. For the Switch, for my scene for the Switch, I don't have an overlay. Because ah. it interrupts too much of the actual screen. So this is kind of the beginning of the game. It's right after you... This one literally takes place a couple years after, I would have to say, after Breath of the Wild, the last Zelda game that came out. Okay. Um, Hyrule's still recovering from defeating calamity ganon zelda's back links around you start the game off and you already have the master sword and like 20 fucking hearts but that quickly changes quickly changes how like you get less or like it just dicks you out or what so i'm gonna actually scrub forward here let's go too forward Okay, it kind of so, looks like animated you know what i mean like that, that's it, pretty it's cool. such a good job it looks it looks really good so you yeah. get to this chasm under hyrule castle and you find this zombie which is I the demon this. king which the demon king in zelda lore is another version of ganon every every zelda game you end up fighting ganon at some point for the most yeah. part so this is what I'm talking oh, about. You go from bullshit. I see this bullshit. Yeah, and they dick you out of all your hearts. First fucking thing in the game. Now oh, you gotta, oh, wait. Oh, here we go. The sword that seals the darkness, the master sword, yep. fucking breaks. Oh, yep. of course it does. This is supposed to be the most powerful sword in all of Zelda lore, and it fucking breaks. Oh, and it cut him in the face a little bit, too. <sighs> um. So you go from this... The fucking demon king dickhead fucking makes it back to his feet, fucks shit up. 
the There's castle just kind of starts rising up into the sky. Oh, it's like the end of fucking uh, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Like the fucking castle just shoots up into the fucking space. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they fucking took it from Zelda. To be honest with you, the, the, a lot of these are familiar scenes because they they kind of stick with the same style, and it works. And it and it works. And it it, it looks it's very artsy. That's that's what I really like about it. even the mechanics when you're looking at that mechanics. Then- Eventually, you wake up. Your arm's been completely replaced. <laughs> Tell him, Squalini. Tell Jay. What? And then kind of you go through. You're in the open world, the, the first part of the world. And here, you've got to go through several, like, initial opening dungeons and with that, you get different powers. So this is kind of like all the, link uh, up to your arm. The uh, tutorial level, basically. Yeah. Yep. So. Picking shit up, running right around. Get some, so get this. Some, gonna get some cardio. With this, pretty much what it is, is the first one you go to. It all depends on the order you do them. There's no specific order to doing these initial three dungeons. But the first one I got to, what, well, actually, what it I, is... I was watching this. I, I was watching your stream when you were doing this. Is you can pick up materials and fuse them together to help you progress through areas of the game and shit. So, like, if you see... Well, you'll see it here in a second. Yeah. Where that little podium is right here. I pretty much just created a platform with two hooks to attach to this, to hop on, to get to the next section. Yeah. Because it's too big of a gap to be able to jump over. That's funny. I watched you do this. I was watching this during your stream. Um, so that's just one section. And then the second one you get is this one, what you can do, and I think my weapons were full, so I couldn't pick up the fucking sword. A rusty With clean. this, what you can do is you can fuse, like, your weapons and shit. So, like, I can take a boulder, attach it to a stick, and make a fucking hammer. Dope. Oh, baby. Um, Bring a whole fucking wall down. And with that, though, so like... It's like God Hand. Items items have durability in the game. So after you use it for so so long, weapons and shit, they break. So when you fuse a weapon with another weapon, it increases that durability and the power of the weapon. And then this is another thing that I like here is you can like these, these fire fruit, you can actually attach these to your, to an arrow and it makes a fire arrow. Look at that. Which we'll see here in a second because I'm about to do that here. Oh, look at that. 
Oh, and oh it burns, yeah, it burns fire, the dude. So you've got that, and then there's reminds me of the game like there's a lot of like themes from the game god hand oh and then like here there's these other things in the world called zonai devices like this this item sitting in the back here and what it is it's a fan and you have a battery pack that you carry around on your hip and you can attach like i'm creating a raft right here with logs and then i can take these fans and attach those to it. Ah, uh, yeah. To propel myself across the water. How's the uh, what's how's the uh, story? Um, the story so far has actually been pretty good. Have to agree. Is there anything like, are there any, so far from the, from your gameplay, is there anything that has anything been on like the downside that they could have done better or like, um, are, you, are you still, are you still exploring or have you, have you not really, I, I, when I was, the reason I asked is when I was replaying Red Dead Redemption uh, 2 this week, I mm -hmm. encountered a few, well, several levels actually that reminded me of like, it's like, God damn it. Like this level is just, this is really dumb. You know what I mean? Like this, so like this really slowed down, this really slowed down the fucking game. Like. By having to like replay this one part like fifteen fucking yeah. times, you know, like has there any? Have you seen any of that? I mean, the the thing is with with most Zelda games, there is a lot of repetitiveness with the dungeons. Okay. Um, and that's fine. I expect that going into a Zelda game, but they're they're it's just that it's it's expected in a Zelda game. Right. If I were to go into another game and I had Zelda dungeons in a fucking Pokemon game, for instance. Right. That'd be stupid. Um, the absolute bane of my existence is chase missions in any Rockstar game. I fucking hate yeah. Rockstar, Rockstar specific chase missions. I fucking hate but them and despise them. I do have, I do have, you know, with, here. with, with Zelda games, especially here lately, you have to go through you there's these dungeons that you do and when you complete the dungeons you get in breath of the wild they were called spirit orbs in this they're like the light or some shit like that i don't i don't know exactly what they're called <laughs> oh yeah the uh the the flame emitter penis yes i've seen this clip a million fucking times people are fucking being crazy with this shit Wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> now, Squilini. Why didn't, you, why didn't you build this, Squilini? Because I haven't got into fucking... <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> it. it never fucking gets old. It just never fucking gets old. It's just like, so see, crazy how... That last one you showed, John... That last one you showed yeah. was during the opening area of the fucking game that they did. No that. shit. <laughs> because here's the thing. So before you can leave the Great Plateau Sky Area, you have to get your fourth heart. So you have to complete four oh. dungeons. They only had three hearts. Oh, shit. 
So they didn't even they didn't, they, didn't, they weren't even trying to play the fucking game. They were just building flaming dicks. Right. Pretty fucking much. It's but funny. See, how, it's funny and that's what happens when adults, when when kids get older, and we still play video games. We find ridiculous things to do with the game mechanics. I have, I have absolutely no fucking plans on like ever truly growing up. I'm just letting you guys know that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, when, I, when when you get to a certain point, and you're older. You're like you're old. You're just like, well, I'm still doing kid stuff, so I might as well just keep going. I, I don't. I, I don't. I do. I'm, I'm getting too old. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like I'm like, like yeah. if, if we're not having fun, we're doing something fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like if, it's like I already take I already take myself in the world way too fucking seriously as it is. So it's like if I'm not having fun, I'm doing it fucking wrong. Growing yeah. up is but, about spending money on the things you wanted as a kid and actually playing with them this time. But see, that's but so I mean, I will definitely say so far, progression wise in the game where I'm at right now, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it in a seven and a half, eight out of ten. Okay, seven and a half, eight out of ten. Do you think that's game of the year contender? I don't know. There's there's games out there that are definitely I, I mean I could say I would say it's got it's got potential for game of the year, but with the amount of time I've played so far, it's really hard to say. I do like the change up in mechanics. I do like the fact that you can like fuse materials together. Um, there's another ability called ascend. And what that is is so like if you're below something and you need to get up a level, you can you just like phase through the fucking floor up to the next level. Oh, wow. And then there's a rewind ability that lets you pretty much, if uh, say you come up to like a water wheel and it's spinning this way, well, you need it to go this or it's spinning this way and you need it to go this way to get you up. You can rewind it. And what that does is it then puts it in the opposite direction so you can use it as a mechanism to get up to the next floor. I also read that you can actually uh, bring in your horses from Breath of the Wild as well. Um, see, in Breath of the Wild, I never took the time to oh, get a horse. So you got no horse to bring in. I think I um, shot. I think I shot but, three of my horses in Red in Red Dead this week. Like, but I didn't I've, already, <laughs> I've already, I've already got two horses in Tears of the Kingdom, <clears throat> so I, I don't really need to bring in a horse from the other game. No, all right. Can it, real real quick before you wrap it up on on the review, uh, seven and a half, eight. Uh, what did it lose points for? Just out of curiosity. Um, for, for you. Good question. <clears throat> I would have to say the the overly long opening sequence. Okay. So overly long as in a couple of hours, or overly long as like, holy shit, I wasn't done to, the next day when I was still playing it. Like to get to the f- actual like main part of the game mm-hmm. to get through opening cinematics all the way through the first four dungeons, it took six hours. Oh fuck that! Yeah, fuck that shit. That's that six fucking hours of gameplay just to get to the fucking game. 
I would absolutely. So, I mean, dude, that's why I quit fucking games sometimes. Like you're, that's, you're, 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 that's like you're way less in, time than that one for me, dude. So it's, you're in the game and you're actually playing and learning the new mechanics yeah. within an hour. Okay. But once you start learning the new mechanics and getting those abilities, that's where you're looking at that other five hours of play. Sure. So even because, if you did like a speed run, it'd still be like three or four hours, probably minimum. Correct. Because I mean, me personally, I spent about three of those hours was me using the abilities, getting good at it, kind of like figuring out what I can do, figuring out different ways to do things. Um, the fuse ability, your the the mechanics for like rotating objects and stuff are a little off. So okay. you have to get used to how to press R plus move the joystick this mm. way and do this and yeah. do that. And it's yeah. I mean, if you're if you're one of those speed run people, like Gonzo said, somebody already has yeah. beat the game in 94 minutes. 94 minutes okay that's so they they beat the game but they probably they didn't play it exactly either yeah exactly yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly. the thing when when you're looking at speedrunners, they're not playing the game no their 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 main goal is to get to the end and be done as fast um yep. as fast as possible for me yep. i'm one of those okay you've taken a good game breath of the wild was a great game um nine out of ten breath of the wild on my books and then you've enhanced it because the way I look at it is when Breath of the Wild came out, the Wii U was still being sold as a new system, even though it wasn't new at that point. When when the Switch came out, the Wii U was still on the market mm -hmm. and they released Breath of the Wild for the Wii U and the Switch in tandem. So it came out on two systems so nintendo when they were developing breath of the wild had to not use the switch switch's full capabilities for that game to save them time and money in development to make it to where it would work on both systems where with tears of the kingdom they just had one platform to focus on so there's there's a lot of stuff that's being done in tears of the kingdom that even the developers have come out and said they wanted to do it in Breath of the Wild, but due to limitations with the Wii U, they weren't able to do it. Yep. Um, and it had and to be the same game. Yep. I want to explore. I want to go around, and it is an open world game. So my whole thing is, I'm going around. I'm exploring. I'm trying to. I'm going through and hitting every dungeon there is. Sure. So I'm getting the full, full experience of the game. Right. Where speedrunners, they're just going to find well, any way to cheat the system to get through it as fast as possible and yeah, defeat the final boss. Turn the fucking afterburners on and just fucking, they're not even paying attention at that point. It's just That's fucking right. get, get down as fast as you can, basically. So mm -hmm. I'm, I, I used to do that. I, uh, I remember I actually I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's been a it's been quite a while. Like one of my one of my uh, pinnacle moments in video gaming as a kid was I was at a daycare one time and it was it was actually one of the last times I was at a daycare. Um I couldn't I probably third or fourth grade, you know, still still young enough, but I was in the fucking eighties, I was already, you know, going home on you know, with the on the bus and 
taking care of my sister for a couple of hours, uh, you know, before mom and dad came home from work. Right. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, they rented a Nintendo, you know, an NES, an old school NES one day at this daycare and they were playing Super Mario and they were, they were letting the kids play one at a time. And it was like, it was like, you know, basically like you had one life. As soon as you died, as soon as you died, freaking, you had to give up the controller. Well, I could beat, I used to be able to beat Super Mario Brothers with fucking one life. And like, so I, I started, yeah. I basically did a speed run and used the warp tunnels. And like, by the end of it, this whole fucking class of fucking daycare kids or whoever was there that day was like cheering me the fuck on. Cause like, I was, I was, I had all the, you know, the, the muscle memory mm-hmm. for fucking Mario Brothers down. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I mean, so far, game mechanics, 10 out of 10. Storyline. That's that's really right now because I don't know where the story is developing to yet because it's still new. The most material out there is other streams and other people that are playing it. And me, I'm not going and looking at guides. I'm not going and looking at other people play. Yes, I'm streaming it so other people can watch if they want to. Don't want to, you know, sound like a hypocrite in this in the sense on this one i'm not doing it because i don't want any of the story to be ruined for me sure so i don't want to see anything before i get to it sure um and especially since it's a new game like if i was if if i didn't get it on launch and i waited two years to fucking play it then yeah at that point it's like okay it's been out for two years i've seen fucking something on it but um because thursday i literally stayed off social media all social media platforms all day thursday because in australia and new zealand the game came out thursday morning here in the u.s because they're you know a day ahead of us yeah um and there were people so so one of the things with the switch that's pretty cool granted it kind of pissed me off thursday morning because i you know sitting there getting ready for work, taking my morning shit, scrolling TikTok like I normally do, looking at the Tic Tacs. And there were people already playing it that are in the U.S. because with the Switch, it's not region locked like consoles used to be region locked to where if you bought the console in Japan, you could only play Japanese coded games on the console. Yeah. With the Switch, you can go in and you can create a Nintendo account and set your top your location to Australia and purchase those titles off of the Australian eShop before it releases here. So some people ended up getting the game that way instead of waiting for the US launch. Yeah. And were able to be streaming it and playing it a whole ass day early. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds smart to me. And some even I mean, earlier than that. So- I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Like you used the the system the way it was intended because Nintendo even said the reason they didn't re- region lock the Switch is because there are games that come out in Japan or other countries that don't go to other countries. Right. So with not having, I mean, I've got a Japanese account on my Switch so that way I can purchase titles that are released in Japan that don't come out here. Um, but that is, a, uh, that is a level of commitment that, uh, I can, I can appreciate. But at the same time <laughs> for me, because I, I wanted the physical copy of this game 
kind of pissed off I didn't get the collector's edition because the collector's edition was badass. Um, came with some really cool shit, but I wasn't justifying 135 bucks after tax for it. It's like double um, the price of the game, isn't it? Well, no, because video games now after tax are $74 and 27 cents. Yeah, more than that, some Fuck of that shit. Video games We're suck. not even talking about special editions anymore. I know, right? Fucking shit. A. Fucking A. So that was, uh, was your week then? Was your week yeah. cleaning? Fucking A, bro. We appreciate that. I fucking ask. It's always good. It's always good to fucking hear. It's done with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so my shit was fucking pretty basic this week, but uh I did I did I did get to um I, I did finish Red Dead 2 uh for like the third time probably, but I picked <laughs> up I picked back up on a game that I started and I hadn't touched it in like a year and a half. So I had like half this half the story mode done, you know, already at this point at, at the save point. And my last <laughs> save on it was like I don't even remember what it was, it was something stupid, like June or July of twenty one. And so I just picked it back up, just plugged my PlayStation back in, finished that. Um, upon upon further review, Red Dead 2 is still an amazing game. Um, like we were discussing earlier, though, I, I was reminded of a couple of the... Uh, sure, sure, yeah. No, uh, yeah, upon further review... Game is awesome. It's still beautiful. I still love just getting lost kind of in the in the in the open world, which we'll, we'll, we will talk more about later. Um, some of the game mechanics, I was I was very quickly reminded that I was it, I got irritated a few times, you know, replaying it. And I finally finished it this week. And it was like when they when you start accidentally when you accidentally mash buttons in that game, it can like fuck your whole fucking story. It, like, it, yeah. like re, pretty much like restart a fucking mission sometimes because their mechanics didn't always, and this is like the first version of the game too. Like I got this, I got physical copy of red dead two with my PS4 when it came, mm -hmm. you know, right around the time it came out. So this is a very early version of the game. There's no patches on it. There's no nothing. It's literally the game as it came. And so I was reminded of some of the, uh, mechanic glitches you might call them. Yeah. Uh, the games, the game itself, which I, I, I remember noticing it when I first played it, I had forgotten about it. And the, the game itself glitches occasionally. Like the story, it'll glitch in the middle of like your story play. And yeah. like, and, and it's kind of funny when it happens, but, and, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, like the, uh, I hate fucking Rockstar fucking chase missions. Absolutely fucking I hate him in fucking GTA. I hate him in fucking Bully. I hate him in fucking Red Dead. I hate him in fucking Red Dead too. I just bought like, Bully the other day. For Rock, dude, Rockstar, Rockstar needs to stop the bullshit with the fucking stupid ass <laughs> the chase chases. Dude, they suck. That every chase mission ever in every Rockstar game, it literally stalls the game. It makes like I I start I start skipping them in Red Dead. Like I just started skipping them as soon as it gave you the option to skip mission. I would just fucking hit skip because I'm like I'm tired of fucking doing these stupid fucking. You know when, when remember when Nico Nico Bellic and fucking GTA Four, all those stupid fucking chase you know, missions. You know, City, dude, like suck my fucking. Do you dick. know what would help me with those chase missions when Not you playing? would when you would press the button as the horse was galloping like if you did it in sync you oh, the yeah. horse it was like a little thing that like if you did that then the horse would not lose any stamina yeah yeah oh well and my thing is is whoever you're chasing whether it's somebody on a horse on foot in a car 
in a in a helicopter on foot so much worse whoever whoever's moving in front of you it's like they get like super speed to stay that far ahead of you because the game the game wants you to be at a certain point before it allows you to whatever and it's like dude can we just fuck off with this shit it's boring can we just shoot them <laughs> seriously just fucking stop like rockstar your chase missions fucking suck like just stop this shit's been going on since goddamn like gta fucking three i'm pretty sure just knock it the fuck off rockstar like your chase missions all suck anywho red dead's fucking still awesome though still playing it still getting lost Re- I, this week me and nikki uh sat down and we watched it's, it's a rewatch for both of us but i don't know that she remembers it very well or if she'd ever seen it maybe i've seen it but the last time i watched it i was in fucking helmand province afghanistan and we started rewatching Hannibal, the TV series. Yeah, not the, not the not, back into that. Yeah, not the movie. This is the TV series now. It spanned three uh, three seasons, 2013 to 2015. Um, this goddamn TV show is fucking amazing. I cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, it is extremely R-rated, extremely heavy content. I am shocked and and like slightly like aghast <laughs> that. This 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 fucking TV show actually aired on network TV. So if you guys, if I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but like yeah, some of the shit I'm that they show in this, yeah. it, like it's like how did how in the fuck did that ever end up on network TV? You can't show a pair of titties, but you're gonna show motherfuckers with their goddamn like insides fucking pulled out. You know what I mean? Like on network TV, it's crazy. It's super crazy. But the show itself, on top of some of the gory stuff, it's extremely elegant. Uh, it it, it it's it's uh a lot of it's a lot of the episodes center around food obviously it's, it's about hannibal right so hannibal the cannibal right <laughs> but the way the way they center a lot of the show around food around people eating meals okay um the way they build this atmosphere in this tv show is hands down fucking amazing uh for mm-hmm. anybody that hasn't seen it i'm not going to spoil any of it for you the one of the other things that I've always I always liked about this show is they took characters that we all already fucking know, like the back of our hands. You know, you have the Thomas Harris novels. You've got um, Anthony Hopkins and his portrayal of Hannibal Lecter. OK, we've got freaking Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Hannibal fucking Rising. OK, so we even have a prequel fucking movie. We are very familiar with all these characters at this point. They they change it. They change shit just enough in the TV show to keep you guessing. And I absolutely adore it. The, the, the way they did Good it, they writing. did it. They, it was amazing writing. Fucking amazing writing. It was awesome. And, and upon rewatch, we just we just finished up season one a uh, night or two ago. And upon rewatch, as of right now, like Hannibal is must view, rewatch, sit down, sit down with, uh, with, with a glass of Chianti and some fava beans, okay, and enjoy a delicacy which is very rare for me to say a TV show would be a delicacy. This TV show is <laughs> no an pun absolute, absolute fucking treat. Absolute treat to watch. Sit down, have a cold one, maybe a fucking, maybe a pipe to smoke, whatever your fucking thing is, and just relax and enjoy Hannibal because absolutely amazing TV. Other than that, we really didn't do too much this week. So once again, I've had a, I have kind of like a short week in review. But that's not a bad thing because we're already a little bit over an hour. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we uh, yep. take a short? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say why don't we take a short break and uh, coming up, John? I think we have a retro game of the week. Yes. Yes, Ooh. we do. Yes, All we do. Right. And, Let's then fucking... and then we're gonna have a quick conversation about open world games. Fucking up. 
Hell yeah. Hey, what's going on, Gossip Gamers? It's that time for the Retro Game of the Week. Ya tu sabe. Gonna probably get my ass kicked in this game. Definitely a hard ass game. If you know, you know. going on Gonzo Gamers? This episode of Retro Game of the Week is a special Mother's Day episode because today's Mother's Day. So shout out to all the mothers, all the game moms, all the gamers who have moms, all the moms that are moms to pets, fur babies, all that good stuff. Uh, just moms in general. It's your special day today and happy Mother's Day to you. This episode I'm going to do something a little special because it reminds me of when I was growing up playing video games. Uh, there was a one game that my mom actually played with me. In fact, uh, the shirt, my mom got it for me for Christmas a couple of years back. Um, but the game that my mom played with me is none other than OG Super Mario Brothers. I was probably about like four, five when I played this game. And uh, she would play with me, or at least would try. And, you know, that, that's all I needed as a kid, you know, for her to try. She didn't have to be good at it. She didn't have to be beat the game or anything like that. Just the fact that, you know, she sat down and she tried to play, you know, Mario Brothers. And, um, I mean, at first I didn't get far. Uh, she didn't get far either. And, of course, progressively I got better. Um, she didn't play as often as I did. So, of course, you know, there was no progression in the game with her. But uh, she would try to play with me. And, uh, you know, I mean, just like anybody who played any of the old school games or Nintendo or anything like that. Um, obviously, you know. Good old brick, you can probably slam it on the floor. I mean, I did a bunch of times and this is this is the brick from like 85, like it's, it still works. You know, got some little wear and tear on the wire, but control still intact. Anyway, she'd play, uh, we'd get to level, leave one, two, because she would get past the first board. But it was uh, like this with the controller and uh, doing like that, you know, for whatever reason, she thought uh, moving the controller would help Mario jump across, you know. Obviously, we know that don't work, but it's just, uh, that's what she did. And I always thought it was, you know, a funny thing, you know, as a kid. And it's like, Mom, you know, that doesn't work, you know. But, you know, she tried her best. She tried her heart out. And uh, so she gets to the world 1-2. And as soon as a turtle would pull up, that was her kryptonite. Game over. It was over. She for the life of her, couldn't get past the turtle. And that was okay, you know, because she tried. Uh, and then, you know, she just wouldn't want to play anymore because she kept dying with the turtle. Uh, you know, brings back all those memories uh, that I had as a kid. And uh, me, I mean, of course, eventually I ran through it. Uh, not so long ago, I did a challenge on Instagram as far as one of the followers that I have uh, that I interacted with on the gaming accounts. He throws challenges out there and that's a Super Mario challenge. And I got like, 750k and I ran through the board through the game 1 1 to 8 3 I didn't make it to 8 4 and you don't know how bad that burned me because I never really ran through the game straight up I would always you know use the warp zones you know if you remember the warp zones you know 1 2 there was a warp get you to 4 then I think 4 2 there was another warp and then get you to 8 you know uh, this one I just ran straight through and I got to the one board right before you get to the end and I died and it was like punching air and yeah this control got slammed for sure <laughs> oh man it was it was very agitating and irritating but um 
Mario 1 definitely is what connects me to my mom as far as gaming goes because it's the one game that I shared playing with her. Uh, she didn't really play any other game besides that one or didn't bother to try later on in years because I guess I got older and did a lot of other stuff. Uh, mom, I love you. Um, thank you for everything that you've done always and being the mom that you've been, you know. Others unfortunately don't have that opportunity sometimes and others don't have their mom still around and sorry for all of that. For those who have lost their moms on the way to basically today. Um, happy Mother's Day to also my wife. Thank you for being the mom that you are to my daughter, Scarlett. She loves you immensely and I've loved you immensely for the job that you've done with Scarlett. And once again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, I'm just gonna, I mean, the picture in picture is rolling. You saw little bits and pieces of the Mario. Uh, I'm not gonna go into much, you know. Hope everybody enjoys their Mother's Day. Uh, keep rocking on, keep being gamer, Gonzo gamer. Whatever it is that you are that makes you happy, you know. And if you got a mom that plays with you, enjoy it. If you have, you know, anything that's a mother figure to you in the game or they do anything for you just enjoy them take this day to celebrate them not just today every day but today is kind of recognized or observed or whatever but uh, once again happy mother's day to everybody out there um subscribe like not like you know the usual and uh i'll see you next time guys peace How funny was it that you were just talking about how you were just getting cheered on for doing the tunnel trick and yeah. lo and behold. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and it, I, it's it, first off. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of funny that he, this game, this, cause we don't know what the game's going to be until we press play. Never. Not even so, me. I don't watch him. Yeah. 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 I know. I I remember you've, you've told me you don't, you don't touch him until, until we're live. That first off, that was fucking awesome, and yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Like that's the the original, like the pinnacle NES game was. It came it came with the system, so yeah. everybody and their mom in the eighties. If you had an NES, if there was an NES in the house, you played Mario Brothers at least fucking ten thousand times, right? Whatever. And and yeah, the and the uh, and the trick and the trick was it was using the warp tunnels, and and just like he said, like when he tried to go through the entire game. I I think I've I did that a couple times as a kid, but I have no memory of it. My brain flushed. My my only living memories of Mario are using the fucking warp tunnels. I'm sure I'm sure I did it at some point just to do it as a kid because kids get bored doing shit like that. Like, but I I literally I have no memory yeah. of, of of I don't remember like world like six two. <laughs> Couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, and, tell and you anything also, I just want to that that was also very fitting for today. That was very beautiful. That, that was very. It's very well, touching with you talking about uh, talking about your mom and your uh, your old lady. That's that's good. That's that's a good man. Good man with a good heart. All right, we fucking we appreciate that shit here, man. We appreciate open that. open doors all day. That was actually, I, and and it's funny too because I always wondered like how come he hasn't done this game yet, and now now we know why. 
And it's very interesting, too, because while we're getting into the conversation of open world, some people would, you know, when you look at a map of Super Mario, right? Mm-hmm. Who moved the fuck alone? I, I didn't. I accidentally <laughs> clicked something. I'm supposed to. Hold on. Give me this shit. Why did it? Motherfucker. Hold on, John. I got you. Yeah. Boom, bitch. When looking at the map, some people would look at the Super Mario map and consider it to be kind of open worldish, or like the style of it when you have that top down look. Mm-hmm. But throughout the years, the open world genre has evolved and it has gotten stronger and it's. You know, it's become a big world building thing. And also, guys, there's no news. So, you know, we're going to end it with this and the final thought. And, you know, this is yeah. so <clears throat> um, who I just want to know, what were some open world games that, that you enjoyed? Who wants to go first? Colini, how about you? Um, So the thing is, a lot of the open world stuff I've played has been super recent. Um. Well, and you and traditionally open world is not necessarily your your go to, right? Is that correct? Correct. Oh, um, so, yeah. So it, it's always fun to hear from people that aren't open world and, is more like that. That's those are the games that I kind of gravitate towards almost. Yeah, same here. Know? So the thing is, the open world games that I've played have been stuff where it's franchises I really liked as a kid that weren't typically open world that now because open worlds become such a big genre they're doing more open world concepts with their games they might not be true open world but they're they're close Open enough up. to where they're classified as that sure um hogwarts legacy i still loved the game um game was great love the open world concept to where you know yeah, there was quests, there was storylines, but there were so many side missions and other things to do. It kept you going for hours upon hours of just exploring and finding new things. <clears throat> um, and then Breath of the Wild, um, the last Zelda game before the one that just came out, mm-hmm. because that was our first, that was the first ever open world for Zelda. Right. Um, and I liked it because all the other Zelda games, it was literally, okay, you go do this. Now you have to go from here to here. And there was no side quests or in between things to do. And with, with the new Zelda games, you've got that there's, there's ways to upgrade the inventory for what you can carry as far as like weapons, uh, shields, your bows, and you have to go find these little green guys called Koroks and they give you a seed. And then there's a, one of them, you bring them and you can cash in the Korok seeds to open up your inventory slots. Um, And then Pokemon, I mean, sword and Pokemon sword and shield. Now us violet and Scarlet Pokemon's, gone in the direction of an open world game versus a you're just going from point a to point b it really has um and they've added a lot of cool mechanics to make it work even let's go pikachu which is a remake of pokemon yellow how they've turned that into which essentially those pokemon games are essentially open world originally but when they like redid them especially let's go pikachu like that was just a whole game changer 
Well, and and that's the thing. Like, yes, they were they were open world to a degree because, but the main goal of the game, when you look at it, so the way I look at open world is you have your main storyline, and then you've got side quests you can do along the way. In Pokemon, even though it was exploring and finding and stuff like that, it was never true open world because in Pokemon, the main mission was complete the Pokedex. The side missions were defeat the gym gym leaders and the Elite Four to become the Pokemon champion. That was it. You catch all the Pokemon, you defeat the gyms, you become Pokemon champion, that's it. Where now in Pokemon, you meet people and you can talk to the non-playable characters and they give you quests, little side missions to go on, other things to do besides just completing the Pokedex and taking on the gym leaders. Um, But hands down, all-time favorite, Skyrim. Okay, there you go. There it's actually go. funny that was on my original list and I took it out. So I'm glad that that you that, that you're bringing it up. Skyrim, I have literally a hundred percented four times on mm. four different systems. Fuck there yeah! You go. There you go. That's clearly um, a game, clearly a game you fucking enjoy, right? Like <laughs> yeah, because it's it's one of those ones I can just sit down and I get lost in the world black for of, hours upon hours. Yep. Just black out. I zone in and I just go up, go at it. Um, because I beat it on the 360, I beat mm-hmm. it on the PS4. Okay, then they got ported. I've beat it on PC, and was it the Xbox? I beat it on Switch. Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm playing it in VR. Sorry, guys. No, don't so call. they, I mean, but see, that's the thing, like. Like with Skyrim, you know, it's it's about as old as GTA five at this point, but they keep porting it and bringing it to every other system because the game has the following to justify them spending the money to do that. Um, VR is really fun with Skyrim, though, I will say it is. Um, is. Now, if you're not prepared for it, the first time you go against a fucking dragon in Skyrim in VR you might piss your pants because it is a whole different fucking experience yeah. when it's like you're yeah. standing there that you've was... got your weapons and this dragon's coming right at your fucking face and because you're completely immersed in the environment versus it just being on a screen in front of you whole different fucking ball game. that was one of the selling points uh when i got to play uh vr for one of the one of the first times i ever played vr was with a uh, friend of the show uh chris bodette and I was like, I could do like Red Dead with this. You know what I mean? Like this would be really fucking cool mm-hmm. in like like in an open world. You know what I mean? Okay. One day. One day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Rockstar will port it. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. Yeah. So, Man, I mean, it's a new Rockstar re-release VR. <laughs> yeah. And they can milk it and they can milk that tit fucking for all they can fucking get out of it, right? Like. Yeah. Now, I mean, and I'm 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 excited and waiting for Elder Scrolls Six whenever Bethesda does finally re- finally get to a point where they can release it, because I want to see how they expand 
the Elder World, the Elder Scrolls I, realm. I because I played, I've played them all. Um, from the first one, which was like fucking Warcraft and Starcraft back in the day. All the I way think, through. I think Mor- Morrowind was probably my favorite one out of all of them. So what actually Morrowind was what where I found my love for the Elder Scrolls games because when the original Xbox came out and Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind came out with the original Xbox, I got it for Christmas that year with my Xbox. Um, And then, of course, I ended up going back and finding and purchasing the older ones that were PC only. Well, I think uh, the first Elder Scrolls game, I think, was NES or Super NES, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, but those those games definitely, because um, those, they, the Elder Scrolls games, especially from 3, 4, 5, embrace the open world concept 100%. Fuck yeah. What you got, Jay? Well, um, obviously, let's see here. I'm going to try to say this politely. Obviously, Rockstar is going to be on this list. For all the shit I talk, for as much yeah. as I hate what that fucking company turned into, you know, like... Are we saying are, Rockstar in general? Yeah, in general, yeah. Just okay. not more, you know, they, they went from the good guy company that basically created the fucking genre. You know, like, they... Rockstar did not make the very first open world game. Let's put that out they there very plainly. It. But they damn well they fucking perfected it. Boy, did they fucking perfect it. And they are still the front... They are still the front runners to this day. They are the front runners of open world fucking games. Um, I'm going to have a couple on the list that are obviously going to be rockstar titles, but I, I do want to spend a, a, a special shout out fucking mist from, you know, PC games yes. in the fucking nineties fucking mist still holds up to this day. When I got uh, the game pass last year, uh, after we moved to Missouri, that was one of the first games I, I replayed, uh, when we moved, when we finally moved after I got out of the army, uh, Mist is fucking phenomenal. That is probably one of the original open world games where like, yeah, there's some puzzles and you have to unlock other areas but it's like that's about that was like one of the original open world games like you're moving around and like nobody's telling you there's no time limit you know what i mean like there's no there's no nothing you you're just doing it uh another one fable original xbox dude mm-hmm. fucking fable yes it was story based but depending on, on on where you're at you can just travel the map if you want and just look around and go to the go to go, you can go to the uh, the pub in the in the in the local town and get a beer you know what i mean if you wanted to and shit like that you can you can woo the local women with flowers and candy and you know shiny rocks and stuff and you can get married and bang them you know what i mean and have kids like that was like one of the first games you could do all that shit right like that's i'm I'm just sorry to interrupt real quick brandon i i agree with you but i think the first one was was a little more open world than the second one go on jay my bad Uh, uh, chronicles oh okay okay i I don't know what I would call the first op- like actual open world game. I don't know if it would be I don't even know what the consensus is on that because there were there were a few in the 90s even on uh on consoles that were like they might even be considered open world to this day. I I don't know like by like like what what the uh if you if one of you guys wants to look that up maybe. Um it says Tato's Western Gun from 1975. It was localized for North America as Gunfight. Yeah, I don't do that whole fucking 
Dungeons and Dragons fucking type out the fucking shit. I don't count that as open world. Like I'm talking like with graphics and you can actually see the world, you know, because like I I have an imagination too. That's why I never played fucking Dungeons and Dragons because like I was like, that's like that's like me using my imagination with extra steps. You know, pass. Fucking pass, dude. Um, Now, Uh, uh, first open world game was a board game called Go. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Fuck that. Nope. Like video game where you can actually see Jet Rocket. Jet Rocket Flight Simulator. Where's that? Or what? Uh, what console? It was released by Sega in 1970. No, God, no, no, no. Video games, video game consoles. That, it's a video game. Well, that that no, it was. No, it not does, in 1970. It's, it's not with Let's say modern video games where you can see what the fuck you're looking at on the screen as an open world. Like, let's go. Let's let's try that. Like, because that's nothing from 1970 looked real. Like, not even close. 1984, Courageous Perseus and Hidlide. Maybe. If we're going, like, in television, Atari, like, Coleco, maybe? Maybe. It doesn't say where, where they came out for, but yeah. It says the first open-world console game and the most influential open-world game. Tracing this, and this game, actually, it says that it its roots, that the roots from this game were influenced for The Legend of Zelda. Okay, that's a little bit closer to what I was looking for, maybe. Like, yeah. Anywho, so for the for the Rockstar titles, I'm gonna stick with a couple of the classics. Um, obviously, GTA Three was kind of like the one that like kicked off the whole mega genre that it is now. It says it's it's funny because it says right here it's widely considered the game that set the standard for modern 3D free roaming games. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And that so it so where I think Fable came out before it did actually Fable came out yeah. before GTA Three. Fable was close. GTA three was like, that's the new standard. And that's like where it was like, they, I remember they call it calling it. They, they had it called a more of a sandbox style game. Then and yeah. that, that was the kind of like the originator of the modern, you know, mm-hmm. anywho, my favorite, one, one of my favorites all time to this day is going to be GTA four though. GTA four set like the new standard. And again, it's a rock. Of course it's a fucking rock star title. Of course, I fucking love Red Dead Redemption. I used to play that in the army um, on the 360 when I got homesick for Arizona. Uh, sometimes, um, depiction and, and graphics wise, currently Red Dead Two is by far my favorite all time at this point. Just yeah. uh, just by by visual graphics, what you can do in the what you can do in the game, all the all the little the the, the Easter eggs. I mean, I'm finding shit in this game that I didn't know existed, and I've played through it now three times. Four. You know, like, and so <laughs> that's kind of where, I, you know, and then um, I got I got to throw fucking Ghost of Tsushima in there. Have to fucking throw Ghost of Tsushima waiting, on the list. I was waiting for that one. I was Absolutely have that to. One. That, also, visually stunning, um, amazing graphics. I love the, one of the first games that made me, you know, we're, we're, you remember when I, when, when I did God of War? Uh, yes. And I, I'm not. I at the, when I was playing through God of War, I wasn't a huge fan of the hack and slash, so I kind of just kept the same fucking weapons and just like leveled them all the way the fuck up, and just like kind of like just trounced through the game like that. Ghost of Tsushima, one of the first open world games that made me want to learn the app, like learn all the controls, learn everything. It made it fun, and then I and for a while there, John, I was pretty fucking. I was like playing on the hardest difficulty, and I was like getting yeah. through it. I was getting through it. You know what I mean? It was like that was one of the first games that really enticed me to not play on easy mode. 
And for a while there, I was getting pretty fucking goddamn good at it. And it was like, it was a lot of fun. So Ghost of Tsushima absolutely like makes the list. Red Dead is probably my all-time favorite. And of course, again, special shout out to my homie Mist from the fucking 19 goddamn 90s, dude. Like that game still stands. It's on Game Pass. If you've never played Mist, highly encourage it. Good fucking luck if you, uh, here's a challenge to all you assholes out there. I beat fucking Mist with no cheat codes in the 90s on PC before the internet fucking really existed. Get through, fuck, get through fucking Mist without using a fucking cheat code. I goddamn dare you, double dog dare you. I want to see you too. John, your turn. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll make it quick too. So, my number five is kind of generalized with Tom Clancy games. I started off getting into Tom Clancy games through Rainbow Six Vegas, which I, okay. one of my favorite games of all time. But they had other games that were open world, and those two were the Division series and the Ghost Recon series. And Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare 2 changed my perspective of what an open world game is supposed to be. And they did such a good job <laughs> with that. And then they did it again. They did it again with The Division. And, guys, The Division Heartlands is coming out. So I, I hope Ooh. to see y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna, it's I think it's in Texas. So I think we talked oh, about Texas. Texas. That it might be okay. in Texas. Uh, but the game looks good. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Tom Clancy open world games always suck me in. Hell, we could play Damn. Breakpoint right now and turn it into a Terminator simulator. And it, it just changes the whole aspect of the game. My number four, uh, we've talked about it many show many times on this show, is literally the whole Assassin's Creed series. Like okay. you, you, you can't. You know, there is no one in this world that could tell me that what they have done with the open world. You could fucking climb, okay? They have one of the best climbing mechanics ever. Some of the best graphics that we've ever seen. It's a, an ongoing story from hundreds of years. And where is it going to go next? I'm, I'm actually, I've actually never played any of those games. I might have to like dig in. Like, I think you should start with number three. Is, is that on Game Pass right now, by chance? I don't think so. I think there's two of them on Game Pass. Odyssey. I know Assassin's Creed Odyssey is. Yeah. Is that the Greek one? Uh, yes. Yes. Please tell me you're at least you're, at least you're a Spartan in that. Can I kind of be a Spartan? I think you are, aren't you? Oh God, I hope so. Or like, <laughs> like, or like you work your way into becoming one. Okay, I was gonna say is yeah. I don't I don't want to be like all those Athenians, you know, boy lovers. You know what I mean? Like, is number three hundred? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Odyssey and Origins are on so, pass. Yep. So Odyssey, you're a Spartan, and then Origin is ancient Egypt. Yeah, pass. Yeah. Pass on Egypt. Fucking definitely yes uh, to a Spartan. Number. Um, by far my favorite assassin's creed game though valhalla i have to play Valhalla. you know what i'm probably i'm gonna when the steam summer sale happens i'm gonna play valhalla um number three this is one that i know that everybody forgot about red faction okay red faction and and there's only one thing i have to say about this open world on mars killing other humans on mars it's fucking great absolutely okay that that's you know that that game that that kind of opened me up to some open world games and crafting mm-hmm. to it and building because you were able to build homes there 
Number two, a lot, and you know, this kind of goes into like the the linear stuff and like Xenoblades, but Metal Gear Solid did have a full-on open world game with Phantoms. Now, Metal Gear Solid, I mean, That's we were all classic. kids. That's yeah, classic, we were bro. all we were all kids, you know, sons you, you of guys were, you guys were kids. Yeah. I was were, I was I was in high school and like graduating high school, like playing metal like the original metal gear on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Like, so and you know fucking espionage cqc i mean and, and it's a shame that hideo kojima is no longer working on the metal gear solid series but i think it's safe to say that every one of us here could consider that game that series to be one of the best open world games of all time i i and i have to say my the best one snake eater that's that's the best fucking one right there um number one you get you know which one i'm about to say i know squalini knows which one i'm about to say it's it's fallout yeah. okay fallout has been doing open world games <sighs> since the beginning the early, of the- yeah. yeah the first fallout game was open world even elder scrolls Bethesda for the win <laughs> yeah like always like, Fucking like always elder, elder scrolls the first let me tell you the first elder scrolls was like 80 something so the first I just looked this up too when you were just talking about. It. So the first Elder Scrolls was Elder Scrolls Arena. It was released in 1994. It was supposed to be uh, an arena combatant game, but then it turned into an RPG. Bethesda has now Ro- Rockstar has perfected the the aesthetic mm-hmm. and the mechanics, mm-hmm. but Bethesda has perfected crafting they you know they've yeah, perfected building story. building the building yeah. the world building the world yeah. you know there is a whole world and then we're gonna see it again i hope with with starfield this september uh you know fingers so, crossed fingers yeah. crossed guys you know, fingers and, crossed. and i have to say fallout 3 changed my you know oh, it changed my life yeah it changed my fucking life because it gave me a new imagination fallout 3 it gave me this world in my head that could exist or not and you know because of these open world games it gives you these believable these believable imaginations and and it they build lores out of them because you've noticed every every one of these series that we have that that we've named what's one thing that they all have in common what they all have a large story Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. and then larger story. Yeah, long ass fucking games. Like you're not gonna, Mm -hmm. there ain't no fucking speed running. Goddamn, like you ain't gonna see nobody's gonna speed run fucking Red Dead Redemption two in fucking ninety four minutes, dude. It ain't it like there's you can't get through the stories that quick. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't fucking exist. There's like yeah, there's like one hundred and fifty thousand lines of dialogue. Yeah, I mean the the fastest speed run is twelve hours on Red Dead. Fucking thank you, like. 12 hours is the fastest you will get you know through what? that game. The, the, the Witcher 3, that is kind of interesting. They said that, that was a runner-up. I had a few runner-ups. I'm not going to lie to you. There were some runner-ups in there that definitely could have gone gone in there. Yeah, yeah Brandon. Uh, yeah, Brandon I, I've actually never played anything in the Witcher series, same as Assassin's Creed. There's, there, like there are... Arma. Yeah, Arma, Arma, Arma could be considered an open-world game as well. You know what I mean? Like, there's, And, you know, you have yeah. some coming out, like even Sons of the Forest skulls and then you oh there's another there's actually a, a a playstation game coming out soon called rise of the ronin uh so you know the spider-man games the spy yeah. the fucking spider-man games were probably it's 
number one when Shit. it comes to yes, Scalini. God of War, God of War, and God of War Ragnarok can be yep. considered. They would be I open would, world now because it's the same now. As- it's they're they're taking the thing is, and it can for some games it can work for some games games it doesn't right but all these game studios are taking elements from other games that were really successful open world games whether it's fallout or the elder scrolls series which are really the two oldest open world games on the market or franchises that are still active and these other studios are taking aspects from those games to implement into theirs to make good open world games now granted yes some studios have tried doing this and have completely fucking failed um but you know that's the thing decay are also really good open world games that that you know so yeah well shit guys that that was that was actually uh brain conducting yeah it's good Oh, that's funny, too, because number seven on the list of upcoming games is Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, but we all know what's going on there. Yeah, fucking Russians Russians are are, are creating a lot of fucking sunflower fucking fields, dude. Like, still. (laughs) You know, but guys, you know, that was... um... That was fun. I mean, if you if you know Brandon, he, he's right. Witcher three, you know that you know we and you know what I I've actually I actually well, you know, I'm not going to say this because I'm going to spoil the fun. I'll tell you after the show. But, I was going to uh, say too, like G- we we all know GTA six is probably going to be fucking amazing whenever it comes out. You know, like we'll see we'll see if Rockstar mm-hmm. decides to freaking like continue face planning as far as like whatever they do with the online. But we know the game itself is probably going to be another fucking masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really Rockstar does not put out bad games they, they they fuck up after the fact you know what i mean like that seems so, to be their trend so I, i'm going i'm going to go ahead and say this i have gta 5 i've never played the story mode i've that's only right. played rp interesting that's like and honestly like the story is actually really good if you have is. time like have it's, fun it, with it it's fun it's fun it, and it, it it's it, it line for line is exactly like I just described fucking Red Dead 2. It, it's it's a lot of fun, great story, vi- visually visually stunning at times. The chase is the chase Fuck mission. The fucking terrible. chase missions, dude. Oh my and some of the <laughs> and it's not just the chase missions, man. There's a there's a couple of other missions in there that you're just like, can we fucking move on with this shit? Cause this is stupid. Like I am just, just I'm just purposely and it'll give you the option to skip. <laughs> yeah. I like that I, I, I it, there's a couple of missions I would get to on all, all pretty much every Rockstar game, and as soon as they I think that mechanic came out with GTA five. Actually, I don't think that mechanic even existed on red on the original red dead or uh, GTA four. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think red dead or GTA five was the first one I remember seeing the, the ability to skip the fucking mission. Cause you're yeah. just like, I'm fucking done, bro. This is stupid. I'm stopping. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting, I, I play it's video games like, to calm down and enjoy myself. It's like, funny. Really that, I, I, that's why I, I, the hardest missions for me were when you were doing the fucking Jacob missions, the dude who would smoke weed in the car all the time. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Packy, yeah. And Packy, the, the Irish dude who was always hopped up on pill. Oh, and Brucey. Brucey. Fucking Brucey. Yeah, that, that, that steroid <laughs> fucking freak, dude. You know what I mean? Like, who ended up in GTA 5 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's actually a couple of references to GTA 4 in GTA hey, 5. Tony. Yeah, gay Tony, you kill uh you kill the dude from the lost and the damned at like the very beginning like trevor yep. kills uh johnny, johnny from, yeah yeah trevor kills johnny like at the very beginning 
just like which was it was kind of a gut punch for a lot of Rockstar fans. Um, because Johnny, Johnny Klebitz was one of the best characters that that Rockstar has ever made. And fucking and Trevor curb stomps him like two minutes into the fucking into GTA Five. You know what I mean? Like literally. Like it's like oh, I guess we're going that direction now, huh? Okay. You know what I mean? Which is fine. It, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's Rockstar does Rockstar things, so that's we'll just yeah. let them continue doing it. So yeah, Johnny Klebus needs a TV show though. But it's saying <laughs> that. It's saying that, uh, guys. Wait a minute. Didn't so didn't like. Did Trevor know? like fuck someone's dead body or something like that. I think there were allusions. Oh there were allusions to it. Like yeah, Trevor, yeah, yeah. Trevor, there were allusions. Trevor is like just considered to be like the most out there mind fucked. Yeah, dude. I didn't you know mean, mean to go. I I just thought about the like, Trevor was a fucked up. <laughs> I used to love. I used to love. I used to love like when you switch to Trevor, he'll like be coming out of like a blackout and he'll just be like sitting up against a wall in his underwear, like holding a bottle and he like pukes and then gets up and fucking and then you like take control of the carry. You're like. What the fuck were you doing last night, dude? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Like, I mean, I've woken up like that a few times too, and then was asking myself while looking in the mirror what the fuck I was doing the night before. There's so. a there, there's a lot of nights. There's a, there's been a lot of nights in my 42 More years where like I just I I like to leave the I like to leave the next day in the recovery like out of the fucking history books. You know what I mean? Where it's like yep. we're just gonna pretend that night did not happen. You know what I mean? Like yes, sir. And now yeah. saying all that, guys, uh, it's your turn. It's it's your turn to take the final thought this week, and. You know, okay. I just want to say happy Mother's Day to everybody. Absolutely. My mother, yeah. uh, you know, to those around you, happy Mother's Day. Make sure you get them flowers. Make sure you cook them some breakfast. I made breakfast for mine this morning. Fucking tradition, baby. And oh, shit. There they are. Got my I, we got we got my wife a candle that looked like dessert. Actually, really, it has got like a macaroon in it and everything. Does so, it smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. I've I've <laughs> never smelled that before, so I don't I don't fucking know, Jay. But that was take, her, right? Take, was that the one that came out with the candle that was like it was like her vagina or whatever? That was her, right? That was the all one. Right. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, all right, yeah. So it is it is that time of the week again. We're about we're about done wrapping up this show um, for for today. Uh, I just want, I, I know um, this is the part of the show we, we get a little serious and I know every week, everybody kind of goes through their own, their own things. And, you know, you're working, you're playing, hanging out with the kids, you know, doing your thing. If you're still, if you're still actively serving, um, a lot of things occur in 168 hours. There's ups, there's downs, there's rounds and rounds. It's, it's brightly lit. It's loud. And sometimes it, the silence is what's deafening. And I, I had a couple of occurrences this week that gave me pause for thought and made me reflect a little bit. And I had to like sit down and just kind of like take account of myself, if that makes sense. And so what I really wanted to say this week is that when we're, when we're pause, pausing for thought, when everything is a little too quiet, okay, that is probably the day you need to pick up the phone and call somebody, send a shout out to that homie you haven't talked to in a while. Um, that's a good time to just reach out and connect with somebody. Okay. Uh, we talk a lot about when things get a little bit too intense. Sometimes that intensity comes from absolutely nothing happening. And it's easy to forget that sitting quietly in your, in your room, in your basement, 
wherever you are, sitting quietly sometimes can trigger us and throw us into a bad place. Um, so I wanted to encourage everybody, as we always do, always pick up the phone, always reach out. Uh, you have friends, you have family. Um, if you feel like you don't or you don't have anybody you can reach out to, you can always call the National Suicide Hotline. You can dial 988. You can text star 988. Okay, you can dial 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Okay, there are licensed behavioral health specialists waiting to take your call. Okay, they are literally, they, they, they are volunteers from across the country with training to just let you let it out. Okay, and, and help you uh, in, that, in that little small, small portion of the journey. Uh, I have personally called this phone number. Okay, I was on the phone one time with them for 45 minutes. And they just let me let it out. And that was a day that I just needed to let some shit out. I was not, I was not homicidal or suicidal. I was just in a really, really, I was spun out in my head. Okay. And it happens. It's okay to admit that it happens guys. Okay. And gals all for all of you out there. It is okay to admit this shit happens. Okay. We're human beings. We're very fallible. Okay. We are delicate fucking creatures sometimes. Okay. All that mush in between our fucking ears gets in the way of fucking having fun like we were talking about earlier sometimes okay it's hard to have fun when you're spun the fuck out inside your brain so pick up a phone reach out we love you okay somebody out there fucking loves you we will be here for you every 168 hours okay that's what that's why we do what we do here okay we like to have fun we like to pretend we're still fucking kids sometimes act like jackasses okay but the reality is we have to be here for in, in order for any of that to happen okay yo it to yourself Yo it to freaking your future self and yo it to some, but somewhere, somewhere down, down the line, you're going to owe it to the person that's going to be reaching out to you when they need help. That's right. The, the only way you can help them is if you're still fucking there. All right. So no more fucking boxes, fucking six feet below. Okay. You guys are fucking expected to be in formation approximately 168 hours from now, next week. We love you guys very, very much. Special shout out to all the mothers out there today. Okay, past, present, and future. All right, we couldn't do it without you, ladies. We fucking built entire civil civilizations just trying to get all up in that ass. All right, and you and you reward us very, very graciously by being the tender, calm, and loving mothers. Okay, that you are. All right, so happy Mother's Day to everybody. We love you all. We're all mother lovers here. All right, so John and Joe, you guys have a good fucking week. Uh, I hope you guys. Uh, Y'all as well. I hope you guys have fun. I hope you guys continue having fun uh, practicing making babies this week. So everybody have a good one, dude. I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, everybody.